0: Are all sins the same to God? James says that if anyone breaks any part of God's law, it's as though they've broken the whole law. Jesus says that if you lust in your heart, it's like committing adultery in your heart. That if you have hatred in your heart, it's actually murdering your brother in your heart. Are they saying that all sin is equally offensive to the Lord? That all sins are the same? to God. Isn't it true that every single person is imperfect and as an imperfect person is in great need of the blood of Jesus? So in that sense, if somebody says all sin is the same to God, in the sense of revealing that no one will be made righteous in God's sight by works of the law, yes. But are we actually trying to suggest that God is some kind of moral monster that does not know how to appropriately and emotionally react or respond proportionately to the depth and severity and heinousness of a person's sin, I'm certainly not going to go there. And let's take the Jesus thing for example. Really what he's trying to point out here is that the seeds of sin begin in the heart, and their sins when they're in the heart before they ever take concrete action above ground, right? These Pharisees are all about these rules, but they don't have transformed hearts. And you better be careful, my friends. The kingdom of God's not a matter of external rule keeping. It's not a matter of restraining sin. It's a matter of actually removing sin. It's a matter of having a transformed heart. It's a matter of becoming a new person from all the way inside. You're not just the kind of person who doesn't cheat on his wife. No, no, no. In Christ, you become transformed so that you become Become the kind of person who can look at a woman and see her as a sister with absolute purity instead of objectifying her and, and, and in an abase and sinful way lusting after her. All right, so having said all that, here's six ways in which sin is not the same. Six ways. Number one, sins are not the same in terms of how much damage they do to people, either the sinner or the one sinned against. Paul, for example, singles out sexual sin and says, all other sins a man commits are outside of their body, but the one who sins sexually sins against his very self. It's a core identity issue. And anyone who's been sinned against sexually understands that this is a deeper level of damage and a dent that's been done. Number two, sins are not all the same in terms of how hard they are to remove or to get out of or to get free of. I think we all know that one from experience. Number three, sins are not all the same in terms of their earthly consequences. If you murder someone, there are significantly greater consequences than if you say something mean to someone. And as we said earlier, if you lust after someone, the consequences are different than if you rape someone. Number four, and this is a big one, sins are not the same in terms of God's emotional response. I mean, I would hope that after reading the Bible, you would come away with the impression that the God of the Bible is emotionally responsive and interactive to the attitudes and behavior of his people. He can be pleased, he can be delighted, he can be brought to joy and rejoicing, he can be irritated, he can be annoyed, he can be angered, and he can be brought to a fiery wrath that brings his judgment upon a whole nation. All sin is not the same in terms of God's emotional response. Number five, God does not weigh all of his commands equivalently. Therefore, he does not weigh the breaking of those commands equivalently either. Jesus makes this very clear in Matthew 23 when he's criticizing the scribes and Pharisees because he says, you guys carefully tithe on your spice rack, on your mint and your dill, but you neglect the love of God and mercy, the weightier matters of the law. Do you hear that phrase? The most important matters of the law you neglect while following the less important matters of the law. You should have done both, the love of God and mercy is way more important than tithing on your spice rack. That's the angriest I've ever seen Jesus. If they had been messing up their spice rack, but getting the love of God and mercy right, I just really doubt he'd have been screaming angrily at them. Why? These are the weightier matters. Their sins are the weightier sins. They're provoking a stronger reaction, both from Jesus and the Father he perfectly images. Come on, man. And number six, sins don't have the same response from God on judgment day. There will be rewards in heaven, and there will be punishments in hell, and the rewards in heaven will not be all the same. Jesus is the one who said this, by the way, my friends. He talks about us storing up treasure in heaven. He talks about different punishments for unfaithfulness. The one who doesn't know the good and doesn't do it will be beaten with few blows. The one who knows the good, you know better, and then you still didn't do it, you'll be beaten with many blows. And the rewards in heaven and the punishments in hell are correctly proportioned according to what you've done. You go, well, that sounds like work salvation. Nonsense. You are justified. You are reconciled. You are brought into right relationship with the Father by grace, through faith, not from you. It's a gift of God. You're saved by grace, but the way you partner with grace will impact how much joy you store up in heaven for eternity, and you're lost by works. What part of hell for eternity is very much impacted by the character and the destruction of your soul? What sort of demonic creature you've changed into, or how much of his image you have been transformed into. Anyway, have a nice day.